Amen. You may be seated. Well, you know, sometimes there's a line in a song that just grips you. And today, it was that line. Sin's curse has lost its grip on me. Okay. All right. Was everybody fired up this morning? Everybody excited to be alive? Did you wake up and go, man, I'm just glad to be alive today? Did you? All right. Some of you reach over and check your neighbor's pulse and see if they are alive in here. Check a pulse. Are you alive? All right. Wake up. I know some of you stayed up watching your favorite football team last night. I know you did. I know I was up late too, but that's okay. All is good in the kingdom right now. Amen? <laughs> All is good in the kingdom. All right. So if, you, if you've been with us for the last several weeks, uh, we've been doing a series called Understanding the Love of Your Life. Uh, today is kind of a wrap-up time for this. Uh, I'm not going to be talking a lot about the husband and wife relationship. I'm just going to kind of do a summary of what we've covered over these weeks, but kind of give you some practical steps to follow. You know, we've, we've done, uh, for those of you who haven't been with us through this time, we, we did a thing uh, called a personality profile that was based upon the letters D, I, S, and C. Now, some of you might have taken personality profiles before, and that's okay. Some of you have to take them in employment at work. But, you know, one of the things that I discovered years ago was when I first got exposed to this, it, it, was, it was really eye-opening for me. I didn't know all of these things about what made you tick and what ticked you off and and then I've got to study some things about solving the people puzzle and all of that. So today we're kind of wrapping up with the whole how do you relate to people? How do you deal with people? And then based upon all types of personalities. And you, you're going to be a combination of two of them. Now somebody uh, sent me their profile and said and gave me all four letters of what they were. And I'm going, no, that's not the way it goes. You usually have one main one with a secondary. And as I've shared with you, my wife, she's an ID type personality, and I'm an SC. And so you might be going, well, he's talking in letters today. What do these letters have to do with church? What does this have to do with anything? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an overview of each of these personality types. I'm going to give you how to relate to them, how to convince them, how to disagree with them. Anybody want to know how to disagree with someone in a proper way? Okay. And, and how to convince someone <laughs> in the proper way. Not to, not to manipulate someone, but to convince someone. And so these are going to help you at work. These are going to help you in any relationship you have. These are going to help you at school. So the more you can understand how to relate with people, the better off you're going to be. And so we're going to do that, and then I'm going to give you a verse that relates to that personality type that you, if you're that type, you need to take that verse and go, yes, this is a verse that I need to memorize and I need to take with me. Okay, good enough? So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to start with the personality type known as the high D. Now, you're, you might be here thinking, I've not even taken this yet. And so I don't know if I am this. Well, as I go over it, you might begin to go, hmm, this is, 
describing who I am. Well, the high D type is the type of personality that initiates toward a task. The D's are the ones who initiate toward a task. If you want to get something uh, done, you give it to a high D. Now, it might not get done right, but it's going to get done. You with me? Okay. They'll get it done. You know, they're, uh, they're the ones that uh, I think the guy came up with the famous saying, get her done. All right, Larry the Cable Guy. Well, these are your D's. They get it done. They get it done usually quickly. Here's your D words. Dominate, direct, determine, demanding, doers. These, all of those words describe a high D personality type. Now, do you know someone like that? You know someone like that? Okay. Some of you are smiling. Some of you are frowning. Whoa. Okay. Now, dictator is another D word, but we don't want to use that one, okay? We don't, we don't need the Ds to be dictators. They're domineering enough, and uh, they like to dominate. How do, how do we relate to a high D type personality type? How should I relate to them? Here's the key. You need to be direct. In other words, be brief and quick to the point. Uh, how do you relate to them? You give the conclusion first. Because the, D's gonna, the D doesn't need to hear the whole story. They won't. Just give me the bottom line. Just give me the bottom line. That's all I need to know. I don't need to... Don't give me all the details. I just want to know the bottom line. That's the D. Uh, be decisive with them and action-oriented and, and help focus on what their goals are and what they're trying to accomplish. Because the Ds can, can do a lot of things. They, uh, remember what I shared about a D? A D loves a challenge. You, you tell a D, high D type personality type, it cannot be done then they're going to absolutely do it in spite of what you said. Now, how many people do you think end up as the bosses in companies that are Ds? You think a lot of people do? They either end up being a boss or either they have to go start their own company because they can't work for anybody else, all right? Because they are so driven and they like results and they want to see things done my way and they're saying years ago, it's my way or the highway. But here's the thing about D's. You convince a high D with a what question. You convince a high D personality type. If you're not taking notes on this, you need to take notes. Because if you, if you have a high D boss, you need to make sure you know how to relate to them. This is how you convince them. With what questions? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? You're the one that should bring up, you know, the questions that they should be thinking about. Because they're just ready to jump on the task and get it done. So you bring up the what questions. And notice it says, how do you disagree with a high D? Well, you don't. You don't disagree with them. You know why? Because you're not going to win the argument. 
I mean, they will argue with you till the day is long. And they, they're going to win the argument, by the way. So you don't disagree with them. So what do you do? You agree with them, and then you test them. Now, this is gold. Now, some of y'all might be going, this is manipulation. No, it's not. This is gold because that high D boss you're trying to deal with, you hear what he says he's going to do, he or she's going to do, and then you go, well, okay. Well, what about, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And then they, but see, they got, they got, it's got to be their idea, okay? No matter if you bring it up, they're going to go, whoa, okay, that, that, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good idea. They'll make it their own at that point. So when you bring up the what questions to them, and they begin to take the ownership of it, then they move forward. And so, you know, this, there's a scripture, and it, it's not even this one. There's a scripture that says, what man doesn't first sit down? Before he, you know, he builds something. And he does not sit down and calculate the cost of what it's going to take to build. Instead of just going, we're going to build and jump right into it. All right? So you disagree with a, uh, agree in a test. And you convince them with the what question. So what is the verse that I believe that really speaks to high detox more than any is found here? In Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 and 28. So mark this one down, and, uh, this reference, and I'll read it for you. But whoever desires to, to become great among you, let him be your servant. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. You know, in my line of work, most of the a lot of the pastors out there are high D type personalities, CEO or whatever type, but they are. Other than one exception in the Bible that was a leader of millions, and that was Moses. Moses was more of an SC type personality. And, um, but your D types are the people like Paul. Paul was a D. Paul got things done. He, he did so many things. But here's the thing. Remember how Paul was, who he, his name was Saul before he came Paul. Remember he was there witnessing a guy by the name of Stephen get stoned. And I'm not talking about getting high. I'm talking about he was literally stoned, okay? They picked up rocks and threw at him. And, and when they stoned Stephen and, and as Stephen was dying, he, he basically asked God, do not hold this sin against him. And then the, it said Stephen looked up, he saw the heavens open, and then he saw the Son of Man standing. He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father, waiting to receive him. But the Bible goes on to say that Stephen, when he died, it said that, that Saul was in hearty agreement for him to be killed. In other words, Saul who was Paul, approved of it. But then later on, you know, you take something like that, and then later on he has that encounter that where he meets Jesus, it knocks him down, it blinds him on the, way to, on the road to uh, Damascus, and so he, he has changed. And so let me say this about all the D-type personalities, which I, I love D-type personalities. I married one. The thing is, 
is they're driven, they're determined. But what happens is when God begins to work in the heart of a high D, when God begins to break the heart and change the heart of this type of personality, then wow, you watch out. Because you, you saw how zealous Saul was to persecute Christians, and then after his heart was broken and changed by God, look what God did through Paul. Man, look what he did. All the missionary journeys, all the churches that were planted. So God used this, this fellow in a, in a mighty way. So that's the verse. But you know what? Saul, who became Paul, had to learn to become a servant instead of chief. And he learned what it meant to serve because he learned the model of Jesus, who was the greatest. All right? So that's our D's. And we, if, do you, how many of the room, in the room think that, yes, uh, I'm, I'm a high D. That's me. Okay? All right. Good. All right, next is the high I type personality. The high I types are the ones who initiate toward people. Just as a D initiates toward a task, the high I type personality is going to initiate toward people. They're going to go up to you and greet you. They're going to go out of their way to speak to you. Uh, you get on an elevator with several people. The I is not usually going to remain silent. Okay, they're going to say something on that elevator. You know, they will, they'll speak. But they're inspiring, they're influencing, they're impressive, and they're interested in people. You know, you probably don't need to be a walnut mark greeter if you're not a high eye. Don't even apply for that job if you don't, want, if you don't like people and they're interested in people. Have, you know, I know some of y'all are smiling, and you, and you go, well, I would never be a Walmart greeter because I just do it and want to do that. Well, there's some people that get paid to greet people, and they get paid to be friendly and nice to people. Well, the eyes love that, and then the eyes go, what, man? I get paid to do this? This is right up my alley. Well, you find the job because, see, the eyes... You, you always know who the eyes are in the room because they are the party waiting to happen. They are. And remember what I said about them? You better invite three of them to the party because one of them is going to be late and one of them is going to forget and then one of them will show up. And so you at least will have one that's going to not make it be a boring party. Now, how do you know if you're in a room with some a high eye? It's because... Listen for the laughter. Listen for the laughter. If you're in a restaurant and there's a couple of high eyes sitting at, Lord, I've gone out with my wife, and there'd be three high eyes at the table. Whoo! You're talking about laughter. It gets so loud, and, and I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you women do it, but you, you do it. And it, it's really it's a miracle that I marvel at. And, and my wife has her high eye friends, and they talk to each other, and they listen to each other at the same time. How do they do that? I mean, they're both talking to each other at the same time, and they're both listening to each other at the same time. How does that happen? Uh, it's a miracle to me, but I'm, I'm sitting there. But here's the eyes. They're, they're so inspiring, impressive. You know, they like to influence situations, and they're good at it. So how do you relate to a high eye? You need to be 
enthusiastic. You need to be excited about when you're around a man. You need to be positive. Provide praise and encouragement. Now, you S's, if I got you to raise your hand, you'd be going, I don't want to raise my hand. I don't want to raise my hand, but the eyes are going. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you, when you got, if you're a teacher and you got one of them little high eye kids in your class, you know what I'm talking about. Because you'll say, class, and you'll give a question. The eyes are going to raise their hand. Oh, call me. And then you go, okay, okay, Johnny, what's the answer? I don't know. <laughs> they, just, they just wanted to wave their hand and be first. They wanted to make it seem like they're smart, but that's just the way it is with them. You know, they want to influence. So be enthusiastic with the high eyes. Get excited about their ideas. Because, see, what they need is they need a fellow dreamer. Because they dream great things. They just need someone to come alongside another S or a C that can help make those dreams come true. Because they'll, they'll be going, they'll be planning these grandiose vacation trips, and they'll, they'll even dream about the place they want to live in or go to. You know, they love, eyes love spontaneity. They just spur of the moment type people. Yeah, let's go, let's go. And you know, some other people are just not that way. Let's go. Go. I don't want to go. I want to stay home. I want to stay here. Listen, if you're married to a high eye, you better, you would be wise if you're relating to a high eye is to let them be around people. Because if you try to keep them just around you, you better be ready to listen a lot. But you better get them around people. Why? Because they want, they're a party waiting to happen. So the more people, the better for them. So just remember that. Okay, they're going to become uh, tired and bored if, if they don't have that relational need met. So how do you convince a high I? You do it with who? The who question. How do you know that person's a high I? Well, who, who's going to be there? Okay, who's going to be there? Who's going to be a part of it? Who's going to be on the team? It's the who question with them that's so important. Who, uh, uh, we're, hey, we're going to the game. We're going to the Georgia game over there. Well, who, who's going? Who's going? Who's going to be there? Well, if they're not going, I don't want to go. That type thing. The, that's where your eye starts coming out. They, that's how you know that they are. Because they want to know who. You disagree with a high eye this way. No, go back. With, you agree with them. Once again, just like the D, you don't want to try to disagree with them. You just go ahead and agree, and then you give them time. Why do you do that? It's simple. They're going to forget. <laughs> They're going to forget. Yeah, see, they get mad quick, but they forgive quick, too. And they forget. And it's just the way their personality is, and that's good. And then they just move on. I wish, I wish I could just be that way. But there's some, certain personality types that have a hard time forgetting in this room, if you know what I mean. But boy, the eye, man, the eye forgets, and that's why they don't remember to go to the party, okay? Because <laughs> they just forgot. All right? So you give them time, and then everything's going to be okay. Here's the key verse for the high eyes. Proverbs 10, verse 19. When there are many words, 
where there are many words, transgression, which is another word for sin, is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Hmm. So you high in the room. The odds are the more you talk, you're going to say something that will be wrong or sin. So it'd be wise to guard your mouth, set a guard over your mouth, watch what comes out, because remember the eye will attack you verbally. They will, not physically, but will attack you when they get upset and they speak and they spew and they say things before they think and it just comes out. So it would be good and wise to avoid many words. So it's kind of like, you know, Caleb shared this with me one time in, in the area of music. It's, and it's in the Psalms. When you read a Psalm and you see that word, Selah, it's S-E-L-A-H. You'll see it in the Psalms and you'll go, what? What is that word? Well, that word Selah means Paul. And there's something about in the area of music when you're playing, when you pause, that it makes more impact with the song and the meaning of a song. And so that pause is significant. Well, you highs, remember that word Selah, just pause. Because that pause could mean the difference of you really saying something's going to hurt somebody really bad or it could be the difference of you keeping your job before you say something that you're going to regret later. Okay, so Selah, pause. That's a good word. All right, let's move on. Oh, forgot it. How many of y'all are the high eyes in the room? Okay. Boy, okay. Only a few. Only a few of you. They would have been upset if I hadn't got them to raise their hand because... They, they, hey, call on me, teacher. Call on me. Here's the next type, the high S types. Your high S's are, are the people who respond to people. They respond to people. Now, here are your S words. Stable, steady, sensitive. Oh, anybody know about anybody sensitive in the room? Very sensitive. Security-oriented. And they like things that are the same. So can you imagine a D being married to an S? Or D in a relationship with S? D's like change all the time. Let's move. Let's go. Let's do something different. The S wants to stay the same. D's are ready going, let's move. Let's go to a different neighborhood. Let's go to a different part of the country. And the S is going, I don't want to move. I do not want to move. The older we are, I think we tend to take on these tendencies a little bit more <laughs> as the pattern goes, but, but they like things the same. That's why they like routine. My dad, is a, he's a high S off the charts, and my dad loves to watch things, and he loves people, and he responds to people, but he, he has his routine, and some of you might be like that in this room. I mean, you can almost set your clock by what they do every day. You can almost count on they're going to be doing the same thing. And you know why? They like that. They're going to get up about that same time. They're going to get that same cup. They're going to have that same coffee. 
And they're going to have that same routine because you know why? Same is so good to them. But when something interrupts that schedule and all of that routine, guess what? There's some tension that begins to happen. But the other, I didn't put up the S word that's bad, is sucker. The S is we can become suckers because we have to learn to say no to things. S's will always, because they respond to people, they take on way too much and they keep saying yes, you got to learn to say no. You can only do so much, but you got to learn to do the right things, but to say no to those things you shouldn't be doing. Okay, so what do we have next? How do you relate to a high S? You need to be friendly. Be warm, be personal. But here's also a key, be patient and easygoing with them. Give them time. That's what they need more than anything. Now, if, if you're in a relationship with an S in this room, you better be taking notes right now or you better have a great memory because you're going to need this. You're going to need this. You need to be friendly. It's, it's all about the tone. It's all about the tone of how you speak to them. Okay, because remember the S is, a, is the golden retriever, the most love, one of the most loving, carried, caring breeds of dogs that are out there. You can get on to a golden retriever, you can, man, you can verbally attack them, you can, you can be mean to that dog. And guess what that dog's gonna do? That dog's gonna come right up under you and cower down and show love to you because it's a golden retriever. And that's the same thing that happens to S's sometimes. You better be friendly to them, be patient. And here's another thing that S's don't like. They don't like you to push them. Don't be pushy with no S now. Don't you go to pushing on them. And don't be critical of them. Okay? Wow, you're going, oh, man, these S's, they're high maintenance, aren't they? You know, if you're married or in a relationship with one of them, you go, whoo, touchy-feely, touchy-feely. All the time, touchy-feely. Well, it is touchy-feely, and if you want touchy-feely, you better be kind <laughs> and friendly to Miss, Mr. or Mrs. S. in the room. Okay? That's all I got to say about that. You disagree with an S. How do you do it? Together. Let's talk this out together. They, you know what? They're going to probably go along with your idea, UD. They're going to probably go along with you or you I that's influenced them. But here's the deal. Do it together with them. Uh, please don't make a decision without talking to them at least about it because you'll get yourself in trouble. Because that, you know, a D or an I will go ahead and make the plans. Go ahead, well, we're going, we're going this here, this here, this here on vacation. We're going here, 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 and here. And the S is, if you hadn't talked to them about it, whoo, you better make sure you do things together with them. That's, that's how, that's the best way to relate, okay? Um, you convince a high S, or, or you disagree together. Here's the key verse. I've already covered that. Us, the S's in this room, 
make up the majority of the population. I think they say like 40, 40% of people in the world are S-type personalities, almost half. So here's a verse that will encourage you S's in this room because sometimes you don't feel like you can make a difference and you don't feel like that you can be like that influencing I or that dominant D. Well, just remember, one of the greatest leaders ever in the world was Moses. And Moses was an S and a C. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a verse that you need to live by. Because the old enemy, and a lot of times you, you become more melancholy and you'll turn inward and you'll feel like you can't do it. And that's okay, you can't. But you can do all things through him, through Christ, who strengthens you. So I want to encourage you with that verse today. Now, how many of you, you don't want to do it, but how many of you are high S in this room? Wow. You see how many hands just went up in the room? Most, almost half of this room. You know why? You know why we're a sweet church? Half of you are sweet. The other half, we're still working on you, okay? No, you're all sweet. But the S's, man, love S's. All right. So you, the C's are sitting here going, all right, we're the last one. You better get it right. I remember a few weeks ago when I first started sharing, I went through all the animal kingdom, and I said the D's the lion, the I's the otter, the S is the golden retriever. And somebody who was a C came up to me and said, what was the C? You gave all the other animals, and you didn't give the C animal. And I said, you're right. I said, the C is the beaver. The beaver. Any, anybody ever uh, grow up in the country where there was a beaver pond? You know what I'm talking about, a beaver pond? You go down there, and, um, and the beavers will, they're very meticulous about how they'll put all these sticks together and they'll form a dam across some running water and they'll have them a pond. You take some dynamite and you go down there and you blow up that dam so the water will keep flowing. Guess what's going to happen? If you don't kill that beaver, that beavers, those beavers are going to come right back down there and they're going to rebuild that dam and they're going to block that water up again. <laughs> and that's the way the seas are. They respond to a task. The C-type responds to a task. And so, you know, have, have you ever had a doctor, that, I mean a, a surgeon, and you went, oh, man, that doctor had the worst personality in the world. Man, they were just the most unfriendliest doctor. Well, I'm going, is this doctor a high C? Or are they a, C, are they a perfectionist? Or are they one that does everything right because, listen, I don't care about his bedside manner. I want to know, can he do the surgery right? You know what I'm talking about? You don't want to fly in a plane with that pilot up there as a high eye, okay? I want me a sea pilot up there. That's the kind of pilot I want. Someone who's watching the details, he's responding to a task, and he's going to do it right, he or she. Seas are conservative. They're cautious. They're calculating, they're competent, and most of all, they're correct. They're correct. Um, 
when you got a C in the house, they're all the time, if they're perfectionists, they're going to keep everything in the order they think it should be. Have you ever gotten out a, a glass to drink in and you live or, or around another sea and the next thing you know you're looking for your glass? You know what I'm talking about? Well, they done taken your glass and then washed it and put it back up in the thing. And you're going, who took my glass? Who took my drink? I got my, what's going on here? Well, just know that if you're married to a C type, that they are clean freaks. And that's what they love to do. I I knew a C one time that was like, I mean, high strung. I mean, she vacuumed her house every day, ladies. Every day. What if she got home late after the ball games? At 12 and 1 o'clock at night, she was vacuuming her house. And some of you guys are going, whew, I am glad I didn't marry that woman. Some of you, well, I don't know. I'm not talking about anybody in this room, by the way. Just make that straight. But that's a little overboard. How do we relate to high seas? You need to be thorough. You need to be thorough with a high C, okay? Give them the details. Be specific. Be precise. And then you praise their commitment to doing things right. You want to you brag on them. You want to go, man, you know what? This place looks amazing. You, you have just a, a talent for putting everything in the right spots. Everything has its place. They make great designers. If they, if they combine with that, that eye personality type, they see things, they're very creative, and then they'll be able to put all the details together. So you give them praise. And then... One of the things, um, you use logic with them more than you do emotion. And then you allow them time. C's like to be alone. They like to be alone to do certain things. And they can work alone by themselves because they're, they're wired that way. They like to do things so right. So give them some time alone. And that will be good. All right? So how do we convince a high C? We convince a high C with the how question. Well, how are you going to do that? Now, the D might tell you what he's going to do. Well, the C, it's good that he has a C that comes along and questions him. Well, well, how are you going to do that? Well, how are you going to make that happen? What's your plan? How are you going to see this from the beginning to the end? The how question is how you convince a high C. And you disagree with a high C with the facts. Because believe you me, the high C is going to have their facts together. And you better have your facts as well. Because they will, they love to debate. And when they do debate, they're going to have their facts. And they're usually going to be right. And so you better... You better be careful when you're dealing with it because the one thing they don't like is for someone to say something that's not true. And that really bothers them. And, um, and that, that gets under their skin more than anything. But give them the facts. They love dealing with facts. So here's a key verse. A lot of C's uh, get crippled, and I know I'm, I'm one of them, and, and I've had to overcome this in my life. 
And I remember even when I went out on a trip, I'm an SC, so I don't really like to go in all these crazy places, but when God tells you to do something, like I took a trip to India years ago, that was a big stretch for me, big stretch. But I went to India, and I knew I was going where all these people were. We're talking a billion, over a billion people in India. And I'm a responder to people. I'm not an initiator to people that much. But when you saw the need, and I mean, that really, that trip rocked my world because I saw millions of people in need. It, it shook my world because they, they send out the little kids up to your car to beg for money. Why not all the time there's adults over there that's got a racket going on. And they're wanting Americans. They know Americans will give money to these little kids. And, and so that's what they do. I saw little bitty two, three, four-year-old kids climbing over what looks like our landfills, good landfills around here. But these were ugly, smelly, messy landfills. And all these little kids climbing over all this stuff to get food. To get food. And so going on a trip on the other side of a world like that really rocked my world as an S and a C. But you know what I've learned is that you can have fears and you can have doubts. But this verse that was given to me, and I remember Philip wrote a verse and gave it to me in my Bible. And it was, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I took that verse, I took that promise, and I took that word from God to say, you know what? This is going to stretch me. This is going to be out of my comfort zone. But God has not given me a spirit of fear. Don't be afraid. Go. And two days in the trip, we were over there ministering in an orphanage. And the orphanage, by the way, you, you would think, well, you feel sorry for these kids. Well, these kids were actually getting meals and being taken care of. So the orphanage is kind of a good thing. But I remember ministering to those kids and having fun and talking to them and then I had a dream that night and then the enemy came in that dream and and it was like he he scared me in such a way like I know who you are and I'm going to get you and it was so real it was like you will never leave this country you will never see your family again I got you and you're mine I had that dream in the night. And guess what? My son had written this verse to me. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love. Do you think I turned to that verse? Well, first of all, I woke up in the roommate, the guy that was there, and I said, listen, dude, I just had a nightmare. <laughs> and it was one of those that was real because it was like feeling the, the talons of, a, of the devil, a demon coming down on me. If you had taken me to the airport and given me my ticket and said, you can leave and go back home right now, I would have got on a plane. It was that real. It was that real, okay? We're talking that demon that was in that place was that real. But the promise from God was this. That's not your spirit. I've given you a spirit that's not afraid. You stand. And guess what? I made it. I, I got to come home. I was thankful. And listen, when I flew back into Chicago O'Hare up there and, 
And it was the fall of the year, and I saw America, I'm telling you, we are blessed to live in this country, folks. Next time you complain about anything in this country, you go to a third world country, and you and I won't have nothing to complain about because we are blessed. Amen? We are blessed. So, that's it. That's the personalities, and that's the wrapping up. How do we relate? So this is what you can, part of this is what you do naturally, but the verses is what God can do supernaturally through you. Let's pray. God.